The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hmm? Ah! Huh. Aloha, everybody. I'm Rima. I'm Jason. And I'm Pake. And this is Strange Indeed, a podcast dedicated to the show Lock and Key. Today we're covering the second episode of season three, Wedding Crashers. No Owen Wilson or Vince Vaughn. Didn't happen. This is, that's no. some missed cameos for the, the two... Soldiers, <laughs> I know. Wouldn't that, that would have been hilarious had Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn um, come out of like the shadows. <laughs> <laughs> Were those? Yeah, he's just like gets the echo key. He's like Vince Vaughn. <laughs> Vince Vaughn is still alive. Oh crap! Um, did uh, those two same guys were they in the show last season? As his underlings, I'll be sure. honest. I don't know. I, yeah, I'll be honest. I did not go look and rewatch, yeah. but I thought I remembered when they were like back in those days, were at the house with Benjamin Locke and all that was going on. I believe he had a couple of soldiers with him. I just don't remember right their names. It probably or what they doesn't matter like, so. if they're the same guys, but I'm yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's probably the same ones because he's like, they're like, you know, where, where are we? When are we? We're at the home of Benjamin Locke. And he was saying it like they, they would know yeah. who he was talking about. So I assume, but I didn't go look. So what'd you guys think about this episode? I thought it was a pleasant episode. I think the villains are pretty villainy and uninteresting <laughs> but um and also there's not a, a lot of conflict yet it's a lot of setup and seeds planted but i so love the vibe of the show and the kind of delight of the magic that that's enough to keep me really enjoying it so i really enjoyed it i could see myself being really critical of an episode like this if i if I didn't just like the feel of it and the characters and yeah. the way, you know, it just makes me feel. Yeah. yeah. Good. I'm Pake, actually, what about you? Yeah. I mean, that sums it up really well. I, I fully agree where I was thinking. I was like, not a lot happened. And it is one of those, like, you know, that's the problem of kind of going in knowing, you know, we, we talk about that, like expectations and stuff being like, it's the final season. We only have eight episodes, <laughs> what story they're going to tell. And it's like, okay, well that's two episodes down. That's, you know, a, quarter yeah. of it done and right. it's like <laughs> yeah, what's happening nothing's happening <laughs> but but like he said but i just these characters are so fun to watch and like the, just the vibe of the show just really brings you in to where whatever's going on you care about or at least enjoy mm-hmm. watching so it's it's not bad but it's also like okay but i don't know where they're gonna go with this season i still have no idea what the threat is really gonna be what they're supposed to be fighting against what's gonna happen but yeah, you know, I I will, I will choose to trust them and see what happens and see where it almost, to me it still I feel like 
you know, the show opened with their father dying and they've gone through a lot over the first two seasons. And I almost still, still feel like when they're experiencing a happy time, like they, for the most part did in this episode, I'm still kind of relieved for them. So there's that, you know, mm-hmm. like it, it, I don't, I'm not itching for them to suffer or something. Right. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of nice when they're just enjoying life and Duncan's back to normal and getting married. And that was really nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What'd you think? (laughs) I mean, I, I, if I, if I just step back and cause I feel like I'm getting a little bit more critical and maybe that's because I know it's the final season a little bit and I'm just hoping I guess that they, you know, kind of get us to the end in a satisfying way. And so I find myself getting frustrated at at points. And this episode, it just felt like uh, it didn't have a lot of like direction, I guess. But I think it set some things up moving forward. It just feels like we don't have a lot of time to waste. I mean, it's a final season. We've only got eight episodes and this is already the second episode. So I, I was getting a little bit frustrated um, and then a little frustrated with some of the character decisions like I normally do, but I yeah, did enjoy. That, I, I felt that too. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm glad I'm not alone, <laughs> entirely alone then. Uh, but I mean, I did enjoy, you know, uh, Duncan being back. I, I think it's good to see him, you know, cause he looks a little lighter, you know, this season. I mean, he's, he's yeah. always oh, been yeah. a great character, but Way you know, now that yeah. he, remembers magic and he doesn't seem to not enjoy being at key house. He just seems like a lighter presence and it was good to see him happy. And with his partner, Brian, you know, getting ready for their wedding and doing all the fun little things and they have a fun little banter. And I feel like we haven't got a lot to see those two on screen a lot together because I guess mm. Brian always traveled while he worked and Duncan was staying there at key house with, with the family and stuff. So it was good to see them on screen. And mm-hmm. I thought that was fun you know, and seeing the wedding and seeing some happiness, you know, I feel maybe, you know, depending on how the rest of the season goes, maybe we won't get too much of it. Right. You know, I feel like because it can get dark at times and, you know, we know some things are going to happen. So it was good to see some, you know, some, some love in the air and, you know, some lighthearted moments and everyone kind of having a little bit of fun. So there was those parts. Cause like when Nina and Josh kissed, I was like, oh, they're back together. That's really nice. And then I was like, it can only go downhill from here. <laughs> I, exactly. Like, as soon as everyone starts being happy, we'll right. then look look out because, you know, it's around the corner, right? But yeah. you were saying, you know, the final season, kind of both of you, and we don't have much time left and stuff. But I just keep thinking about how the show owners did not know this was the final season. So mm. I'm really trying not to expect it to feel like the best ending for this series you know if it does awesome but i don't think they were planning for that i know mm-hmm. and i don't know how to let go of that i just yeah. I, i'm i think i'm just so it nervous and is, yeah. i know i know and i'm trying to just appreciate the moments um but man it's it's tough because i i feel like it 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 won't get there. I really wish they would consider. I haven't heard anything, and I'll I'll just tell everyone now. I don't have any news for this week because again, I anything that's out there, it's everything about the ending, mm-hmm. uh, and and obviously I don't want to know any of that yet. Um, so I I really wish that they would consider if this was something that they felt 
they like Netflix just wanted to cancel for whatever reason. And this is something the writers did not anticipate or think was going to happen. I really wish maybe they'd consider maybe doing a movie, Oh yeah. you know, yeah, to, to kind cool. of, I don't know if, if it, needs you know, it. I know that if it ends up, if it, it, yeah. if it needs it, if it needs it, you know, yeah. uh, I, I, I know it can be difficult to get everyone back together. There's the, you know, having to write something, produce, get everyone together, schedules, things like that. So I don't know if that's practical or not, but it'd be nice if, if that were something in the mix, if, if it doesn't end right. somewhat satisfactory. Look but at something anyway. like Deadwood, what it took like 10 years to finally actually get yeah. it to be done. <laughs> Bodie's like a big man. Um, I, uh, Carlton Cuse's name has been coming up as um, one of the creators of this five days at Memorial Life and Death in a Storm Ravaged Hospital. It's a, I guess it's a mm-hmm. show coming up on Apple TV Plus about uh, Hurricane Katrina. And it, for, it's getting a lot of heat right now. So it feels like he's like moved on, you know. And he's worked on several shows at once before, so who knows? Yeah. Right. I, I saw that too, because uh, I was trying to find some news without getting too spoiled. So I thought, well, I'll look mm. up Carlton Cuse. Maybe there will be some kind of interview like prior to or won't have anything that's spoilery. And it just kept coming up. Carlton Cuse talks about the ending. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. okay, well, says, never I'm mind. sorry, I killed but, off Bodie. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, so not not going to click on that article. But as I was looking, I, I saw a lot about that show that you just mentioned. So I was mm. like, oh, so he's he's definitely got other things in the works. And I don't know if that, like you said, moving on or that yeah. means he could work on multiple projects. But either way, yeah, I saw the same. So... I don't know. We'll see. But trying trying to appreciate, but I, I know I'm probably going to sound fairly critical, at least of this episode a little bit, but I'm going to try to be positive. So let's go ahead and start um, digging into um, our top points. So J- Jason, you went first last week. Uh, Paik, why don't you go first this week? All right. Uh, first point, I'm s- I want to talk about the time shift key. All right. This- clock here uh it is i think i mentioned it last season during like a comic talk or something about different yeah, keys probably, and storylines yeah. I, th- I think, think i did, did. Um, mm-hmm. and so I was last really episode i was saying i think there's something coming up from the comics but i don't want to say what it is and this is what it was oh uh, nice yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i was i was really excited to to see it on screen uh it is a little different there's some very distinct differences on how it works on the show versus the comics. Uh, I might hold off on that until a comic section later. Uh, okay. But, but yeah, but I, but I am interested to see how that comes into play in the major arc of the story this season. I'm sure it will. Uh, you don't, you don't introduce time travel and then make it not matter. To <laughs> exactly. Um, it's Chekhov's key at the moment. And since Nina has the key, it'll probably Gideon will have it pretty soon. Yeah. I was going to say she <laughs> won't be in the logs hands for much longer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, so it was it was cool to see, of course, Bodie being the one to find it. He seems to be really the only one. Like Kenzie found a couple. Like she found the Angel Keen stuff last season, but typically it is Bodie who's finding all the really cool stuff. Uh, so it was, of course, it was cool for him to find this, and then to see, you know, Bodie's had a couple of of emotional moments, but it was it was cool to kind of get what he got out of this of course starting off super excited about like oh i can time travel and i can see this and then seeing you know him get the idea of oh i can see my dad even if he's a teenager and then kind of the heartbreak that follows with that and him kind of panicking and how do i get back how do i do i i think he handled that really well and did that 
really well like, talking about like Jackson Robert Scott you know, and just kind of his you know portrayal there to see you know those little emotional beats with Bodie and we got another one with him a little bit later which I'm intrigued by maybe we'll talk about that uh but yeah it was it was cool to see him go through that with Jamie Jamie was back uh although it hasn't been too long since I've seen that actress because she's also uh, M.M.'s daughter on The Boys. So I've seen That's her right, on yeah. too. <laughs> oh, I'm so behind. I didn't know she was on there. Yeah. She's so cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so the first time he uses it kind of accidentally, uh, just flipping switches, yeah, he goes back to colonial era, meets Benjamin and Miranda Locke. She's there about three minutes, which then in the what jamie says is it's kind of like he just disappeared and then reappeared uh so similar but different to the comics again i'm sure i'll get to that later uh (laughs) but while he's there he learns of the harlequin chest uh that is indestructible once locked so it kind of planted that seed for the episode um and then the second time him and jamie travel together and wind up based on my understanding of Roman numerals. I paused it and looked at what he was setting. It looked like February 14th, 1994 was where he set it to, uh, where they meet young Duncan. Oh, I was trying to read that, but I was just, for some reason I didn't think to look at it as month, day and year. I was just trying to look at it as all one number, but uh-huh. since some X's came before some M's, which mm-hmm. doesn't happen in Roman numerals, I was like, I don't get this. I'm not even <laughs> going to try, but okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. That would make uh, sense. Then why, why he would ask if, um, Brenda and Dylan got back together. If it's Valentine's day. It's around, yeah. Well, yeah. And it's 1994. That's around <laughs> it's that 94. Yeah. And Clinton uh, was on TV. So I yeah, knew it was yeah. in the nineties somewhere. Mm. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So they, yeah. So that's where they meet Duncan, uh, who's drawing and I, a uh, little thing to catch as you see, like the little coffee mug that's sitting next to Duncan on the table while he's drawing. It's a Aloha mug, which is just a fun <laughs> little nod. Um, <laughs> just, just a little thing to, to throw in. Uh, and yeah, you say, of course, Duncan's wanting to know about future stuff and pop culture things and whatever. Uh, and then, yeah, when Bodhi realizes well, where's, where's my dad? And then when he sees him coming in and uh, wants to use this opportunity to see uh, Rendell again, but you know, as Rendell's walking into the door, time runs out and they're taken back, which was really kind of sad. I was like, Oh, Bodie can't, can't win. Uh, so yeah. And then they run into Duncan in present day when they're back. And of course he knows all about it. Him and Rendell had played with the time shift key. And he's saying that he kind of hoped that they wouldn't have found this one. It's too unpredictable. Uh, and then when Bodie asked him, oh, you know, well, I went back and I saw a younger you. Do you remember seeing me in the past? He goes, that's not how this key works, buddy. So then I was getting to think, oh, okay, so how does it work? And I'm assuming it's kind of a pocket dimension where you can see and interact with the past, but only in that little bubble. It's not actually affecting the real past events that happened. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a like a, like pocket dimension where it's like this is that past, but it's a separate version of that past that only exists right. in the like three or four minutes While you're there. there. It yeah. could be that. It could also just be that the people you interacted with forget you. Yeah. So I, I kind of put it, it put it in lock and key terms. It's an echo yeah. of a past time or past yeah. event. You know, I mean, it, we're going to be having more <laughs> time travel discussions this season, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can't wait. I always do really well with time travel. <laughs> right. stuff, we so. can't wait. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's going to be fun, but it's just like trying to figure it out or understand and Mm -hmm. and i guess that's why 
it didn't matter so much because I guess it kind of bothered me a little bit when Bodhi's like, hi, I'm Bodhi. I'm from the future. And I'm like, that's never what you say. You never <laughs> like. I'm I was proud future. of him because usually in that situation, you wouldn't give the information that's going to make it OK. But because they're in this house with these magic keys, he just blurted right out i'm your ancestor i'm from the future i used a key to get here and they're like oh okay yeah <laughs> like, i do like this job, like we don't buddy. have a time travel key and he's like not yeah, yet not, but yeah. it makes sense i mean it will. was the right thing to say you know they, yeah. they really especially with duncan he's like oh that's so cool and then started asking all these questions mm-hmm. but i just i wasn't going to tell you guys but i'm actually from the future and um the time travel discussions we're going to have are, are going to be actually pretty awesome so good i'm just looking so forward you know. to it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll let you take the lead on them since you've done them before. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's really all I want to talk about was just this time shift key and then the clock and the introduction of it. It's one of my favorites from the comic. I mean, like the entire fifth volume of the comics is basically just time travel. So it's a big part of the the comic storyline. So to see it on screen and see how they use it, I'm excited and intrigued. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it opens up possibilities for revisiting characters who we've lost mm-hmm. you know good and bad yeah yep <laughs> okay jason what's your first point keys and carelessness so <laughs> uh just some things related to the keys i think this is the first time we've learned that echoes have no blood and are impervious to pain and physical suffering. I mean, we knew they couldn't die, but I don't know if we knew they had, they don't feel pain, which is interesting. And it made me wonder if they also don't feel pleasure then, which would be pretty miserable. I think they do, but I don't know, you know, because pleasure is sort of on a continuum with pain. (laughs) <laughs> in a way it's sensation you know yeah but i guess i'm probably thinking too hard about it um, yeah, i'm trying to think about i mean the only other echo we've seen really is lucas dodge. and you know it's yeah. the form of lucas dodge gabe whatever form right and dodge taking. was having sex with people mm-hmm. seeming to enjoy it dodge also did dodge seem to feel pain sometimes probably yeah, I don't think this. Tracks. I think the only yeah, it was like the only pain maybe is like when dealing with like trying to take keys or something at first. I don't know. You have to yeah. think back to like season one to like I know see if that tracks. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Um, the plant key. Nina just puts the plant key down and forgets about it, and I'm like, dude, you are so careless with these keys. And uh, you know, it earlier in the show, I kind of got it because it was all fun and magic. But with everything that's happened and and what they've learned and been through. They should be more careful. And of course, one of the soldiers finds the key. And so now Gideon, and I'm sure they'll use it in some interesting way, but Gideon has the echo key, anywhere key and plant key, right? Didn't get any other keys. Yeah, I think that's Tried, failed for now. The time shift key, so cool. Like, I mean, it it was kind of interesting. They found it right as they're supposed to be in the middle of this wedding and Mm -hmm. I, and they're like, let's just use it a couple times. Like, even though we got this whole thing going on, I, I, I don't know if I could resist either. Of course, then there's the critical part of me that's like, you got to be careful. You don't even know what you're doing. You're just flipping these dials around and turning the key. Um, 
I would love to use this one based on last night's Better Call Saul. This would just blow Walter White's mind. He, <laughs> he wouldn't be able to handle it. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm glad you mentioned about the control because I was mystified. But if it's like I got to go back and look now, but it's Roman numerals, and we know for sure you can set the date and maybe time and then you set how long you're going to be there with that last one and that was on roman numeral three so i was thinking how high could that possibly go Uh, i think the highest single digit roman numeral is m which is for a thousand and you can put three of those together for three thousand so maybe if there's an mmm that would be three thousand minutes which is 50 hours or two days and two hours so maybe that's the longest you can go to another time frame just speculation um i wonder if yeah you can bring things back what if you grab something or a person could you bring Mm -hmm. a person into your time frame um yeah it'll be really interesting to see how that goes i liked how the world behind him just kind of shifted and faded into the new place and time yeah that's pretty cool um then uh, let's see. He found himself with Miranda and Benjamin Locke, who we saw last season, brother and sister. Benjamin, I think, was the one who first made magic keys. Mm-hmm. He found the portal and made the first key was to lock it, built a whole door and locked it. Um, and I think the whole point of that scene was, yeah, just to learn about the Harlequin chest, I guess. Feels like yeah. a video game, <laughs> this show sometimes. <sighs> And then uh, another key thing, Gideon finds Duncan's book with illustrations of all the keys. And I'm like, oops, that's kind of like a guidebook for him. And one said also good for key storage. Was that the mending cabinet? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's why they were trying to break into it later. As he said, go find this cabinet. Yeah. All the keys are basically like he found this journal and Bodhi's like, by the way, all the keys you're looking for in this location. In this place. (laughs) Fun. Yeah. Where the mending key is. I don't know if we know, but yeah, I guess so all have, the other keys are there. Um, yeah. I think Kinsey, Kinsey was wearing a key oh, okay. at the wedding. I don't know. If, I don't. I, it was hard to see the detail, but that might have been because the I know one she, she had showed, the chain key at yeah, the wedding. She had the chain but key. She, the she last carries time, that around in case she needs to use yeah, it. Yeah, the last time the mending cabinet was used was in the first episode after the fight with the sisters. Kinsey's putting some of the like furniture and the clock and things that were broken in their struggle. Oh, I didn't even notice it. that. So she was the last one to use it last episode. That's cool. And then, oh, I forgot to mention, so young Duncan, I thought he looked a bit like Tyler, definitely a family resemblance there. And I love that he was just, he got excited about the time travel thing so fast. Just got (laughs) over the weirdness of it because they have these magic keys and this kind of stuff happens all the time. And um, he had some questions for Bodhi, which Bodhi didn't answer but I'm going to answer. What year is it where you guys are from? I think it's 2012 in current day lock and key time. Uh, what am I doing there? I w- you're about to get married to this cool dude named Brian, <laughs> which may surprise <laughs> him or maybe not. Oh, I came out, huh? Good. Um, do the Red Sox ever win a World Series? Yeah, 2004, 2007, 2013, and 2018. So he's got... He'd be happy right? there. Yeah, he's got some stuff to look forward to. Do Dylan and Brenda get back together? I don't know, but probably because it seems like they broke up and got back together a bunch of times. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Bodhi comes back, but wants to go back and see his dad right away. And then he flips some more. Like, why do you flip? 
if you want to go back and you already know you're going to go to that time. Yeah, don't what? change the dates. I don't think yeah. he got a grasp maybe change on that what last the dates one were. To give yourself a little yeah. more time. Or maybe <laughs> he wanted to, through. when he's older, you know, see him when he's a little older. But he he doesn't know how it works. Yeah. So that, Just press uh, buttons and see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Let's go back and see my dad. Oh, dinosaurs. Whoops. Um, and then I last thing about the keys, I approve of Duncan taking the time shift key from Bodhi, at least in the meantime. But I don't approve of him giving it to Nina. <laughs> I mean, she's not a lock by blood, but also she just leaves keys lying around <laughs> or just uses them willy nilly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. They're not careful enough. Mm, definitely not. Agreed. Mm. Uh, well, I I agree with everything that you just said. My point was also just more about the time shift key uh, and getting a new key. Uh, I like being introduced to a new key. I think the keys are one of my favorite parts of the show. It's one of my favorite parts of the comic um, other than the characters. So it's always fun getting to see a new key. I do think we're probably going to see it more. Why would they introduce it, you know, and not give us more of it? Uh, it was convenient that though, that they didn't have to go into any kind of explanation or talk really about, well, you know, when he's, when Duncan's like, well, that's not how the key works. And I'm like, well, how does it work? I want to know. Uh, yeah, can we talk more about it. this? <laughs> you know, um, and, and maybe it's just too much because they were literally getting ready to like yeah. start uh, the <laughs> wedding and it wasn't a good time. So uh, obviously, yeah, not a good time to be playing with the new key. And that was uh, one of my major points of this was, and like you were talking about some of the carelessness with these keys, it was a little frustrating that Bodhi was so uh, careless uh, with it because the the last time they just had a new key, the snow globe key, it almost mm-hmm. killed him. <laughs> and he was also yeah. saying, Let, let's wait until Kinsey gets back, but then they get this new one and let's use it. Oh, let's yeah. Try it again. <laughs> instead of, you know, taking the key because he hears the whispering, he finds it. And instead of like, you know, and then maybe, you know, saying, oh, this fits the clock. Uh, I know he's a kid. I, I have to, again, I guess I have to let some things go. I know he's, I understand he's a child, but Bodhi, for the most part in the previous seasons, at least I always thought was a pretty good kid with a good head on his shoulders he always seemed to kind of get Kinsey and Tyler in line sometimes you know and be the more uh adult voice sometimes in the in the room and it was a little disappointing to see him just jump in like okay so we know the wedding's getting ready to happen he was so excited to be Duncan's best man best man and he just lets all that go to try out this new key not knowing what it does uh is it could it be good could it be bad doesn't know what's going to happen to him he could have got stuck uh, in, in, you know, in one of those other timelines and he didn't know how long he was going to be gone. He could have been stuck there. Who knows how it works? Was it, uh, cause I, he asked Jamie, well, how, you know, how, well, how long were you gone? She acts like, well, you, you disappeared and then you came back and he was gone like three minutes, but who knows how it works on both sides. Right. So it just seemed a little careless on Bodhi's part. I'm like, dude, you almost died. You know, the snow globe key. Can we, can we use a little caution please? And let someone know found a key. Uh, does anyone know what it is? Uh, let's talk about it, whatever. Um, and I think also something that we keep seeing, uh, since season one is the writers have given us this theme of the keys make themselves known just when the locks need them. You know, it's like they happen to pop up just when they kind of need something. And, 
they kind of did this with the time shift key. So I'm guessing it will come into play for some reason. Maybe part of it was, uh, like you said, Jason, to kind of introduce us to that Harlequin chest. They That would be something that they could use to protect the keys uh, and, and make it impenetrable. Whereas maybe the, the mending um, cabinet isn't. So maybe that's what it was for, to introduce them to that. Um, I feel like it's going to come back, though. I'm sure they'll use it for something else. But it's kind of like, you know, um, you know, they're they're shown or the whispers start just when they need it. Um, yeah, I mean, and I also feel like since there's characters from Revolutionary War period that might play into it. Yes, probably. Um, but you know, it's like I I feel like. S- some people have forgotten and maybe the characters that these keys are made from like these little demon bullets, you know, that's like what's doing that whispering. And I just feel like I'd be a little bit more hesitant all the time about whenever they're calling to me. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's like what Nina was saying, you know, the keys just want to be used good or bad. They just want to, you know, want want to be used. And Mm -hmm. it's like, well, think about what they're made of. You know, they're, they're probably not always, you know, going to be something that's going to work out for you or be good for you. So anyway, just kind of adding on to what you were talking about with some of the carelessness that uh, kind of bothered me. But it was fun to see a new key. And it was fun to see. I do. I did like the effects. I did like how, you know, the, it started to kind of go light and dark, light and dark, light and dark, like the days and nights were kind of shifting, um, kind of seeing that. So it was fun to see that effect. I do like the visuals. I wish yeah. they'd play more with the visuals. I feel like when you look at the comics, read the comics, it's so visual and it, you know, it's, um, I wish they could play with that a little bit more in the show, but I think they do a, a pretty good job. So that was fun. So can't wait to see more of it. I think we will. Yeah. So I'm excited mm-hmm. to see it again. So yeah, I want to watch the next episode as soon as I can. So that's always a good sign. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, as soon as we wrap here, you have that freedom. Mm-hmm. So I'm that's, that's a good <laughs> thing. <you> guys. <laughs> it's a good thing it about on my computer over here. Right now. Oh, okay. Can't oh wait. No. Okay. Well, no spoilers. <laughs> no spoilers. Uh, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> no, Bodie. Uh, okay. Pake, what's your next point? All right. Uh, let's talk about my boy, Tyler. Yeah. I started with him last week. I'll, or, okay, again, last week. It was only a few days ago. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forget we were just talking about this the other day. <laughs> but yeah. Um, I'm glad he did decide to show up. It was kind of a sudden thing where he's like, you know, last episode, he's even talking to this girl in Montana where he's like, I don't know. It's just too far away and too soon. And I don't know if I'm going to get to go. And then it's like, surprise. I just wanted to surprise everybody by not texting you and ghosting you for a month, but I'm here. Uh (laughs) And the good thing about that was it surprised us too. Yeah. I didn't expect to see him back. I didn't either. Like so it was a nice surprise. To yeah, it really was. Audience member. Yeah. Yeah. It it did make me and, really happy to see him. And they tried, like the door was shaking, and they had just mentioned those sisters. Uh huh. But then I thought, no, that's a red herring, and it's going to be Josh because they also just mentioned Josh. Mm-hmm. So then when Tyler came through, I was like, oh wow, that's so cool. Yeah, <laughs> and I guess that's just his go-to move when trying to like prank somebody yeah. about your you showing up is to jiggle the door and wait for him because he does the same thing to <laughs> Bodie, which then he gets thrown by this nice judo move that Bodie pulls out yeah. next to the Hercules key. Uh, which and I knew. Again, I thought right away. He's not going to know how he did that. Right. Yeah. And, and they, they go right with that with Tyler not understanding that. He was like, I use the Hercules belt. And that means <laughs> nothing to him. Uh, 
which Bodhi is sad about that. Uh, you know, after he walks away, him and you know Bodhi and Kinsey have that conversation. He's like, I wish he just remembered. Like, but that's what he wanted. Which, yeah, uh, even as a like viewer, it's frustrating because we're kind of in the same shoes as Bodhi and Kinsey. We're like, but just Tyler, everything would be better if Tyler would just remember if he was just there with them yeah. and knew. But and I, last and week the, we had that call from was it Jade listener, yeah. mm-hmm. and she said something like she would never choose to be ignorant. And I, I agree. I, I mean, when Tyler was faced, I, you're probably going to talk about faced with the, like Kinsey offered him the memory key and then he mm-hmm. flashed on uh, Jackie dying yeah. in his arms. I don't even want to go there. So I can sort of understand it's traumatic for him, but that's the thing. It's all about avoiding like drama. Yeah. Not wanting to, I'd rather know, you know, you'd be safer for knowing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we had those conversations a lot last season with, uh, because with Nina didn't know and Jackie making her choice and then Duncan, yeah. you know, uh, having some of his memories taken and him forgetting magic also. Um, and, and because of that, this feels a bit repetitive, to be honest, with Tyler. Mm-hmm. It, it, it does. Um, but yeah, I think, we, I think we had those conversations about like how much safer it would be, like wouldn't you want to know? But also I think, um, it. I feel like Tyler's just wanting to run, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, and not face the pain. Yeah. It's a lot of pain that he's having to deal with. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which, at least, luckily, he has such a great supportive family. Like, of course, yeah, we have Kinsey. I could see some people viewing what Kinsey did at the wedding reception as a little manipulative, pur- purposely getting him more drunk so she could oh, yeah. make him remember. And then taking that moment to be like, don't you want to remember these things? Now mm-hmm. you tell me you can, I, we can use the memory key. But uh, I mean, again, then he has those flashes of Jackie and you can see he's like, no, fuck no, I'm out. Like, that's not what I want. I told you that's not what I want. And she, she cries, you know, and she, she's hurt, but she doesn't push it further. And she doesn't even apologize to him later saying I shouldn't have pushed. I shouldn't have. And so like, what are you talking about? Right? <laughs> I don't know. What you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> but also I got to give big props again to Nina for her, you know, being the most supportive, amazing, understanding mother in the universe at that moment, you know, where Tyler comes in and is like, I'm sorry that I haven't been here. And you know that, and then she just kind of stops him. It's just like, take all the time that you need. We will be here for you when you're ready. And I was like, man, that's, that's awesome. I still have to say, Tyler, call your mama, at least, you know, check in on her every once in a while, dude, come on. Uh- <laughs> no, I was so frustrated when we talked last episode. I'm like, come on, at least, check in with your mother you know (laughs) it's cruel but but i'm glad that nina is very supportive of like no you you are on your journey you take the time you need and we're here for you when you're ready and i think that's pretty powerful stuff uh (laughs) this just kind of thrown right in there and i gotta give her big props for that uh yeah so then at the reception i talked about that a little bit is just him he's been drinking through the reception so it's opening up his memory and perception of magic a little bit where he sees the chain key that kinsey's wearing he has that little flash remembering of gabe using it on uh bodie most and people as, drink to forget but he he has to be sober yeah, to forget right he's drinking to remember oh no mm-hmm. uh, yeah and so we kind of wonder because he's going through he's like oh yeah and then and then we did this and we did that. And I found the memory key. That's right. I found that in the bench. And then we did. And he's like rattling off all these names and locations and keys. And he's like kind of excited. He's like, oh, I'm remembering these things. But then as soon as that Jackie memory comes back to him, that's when he just shuts it down. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's why I chose to forget. And that's a rough uh, one, too, because he used that. What was the key he made with Duncan? The 
the demon undemoning like key the, or something. Yeah, yeah the did, was there ever like an official key. name? Yeah, yeah I, don't I don't think they gave yeah. it a name, but okay. yeah, it was supposed but to. Yeah, alpha, he, no, the alpha key. Wasn't alpha it? key, yeah, that's oh, right. Okay. He yeah. stuck yes, it. Yes. He he did it, and she was okay for a second, and then she died. It was yeah, like, oh. yeah, that stuff oozed out of her. yes, he goes back into the house to like rest. Rest his head and his mind, his body, everything. And then when he goes back in there, uh, the soldiers, Bolton and Coffee, are trying to get into the mending cabinet. Luckily, Kenzie followed him back into the house. So she's mm-hmm. they're able to fight them and Gideon off with the chain key. Did Tyler do a little bit of chain key fighting? He did. He, did, he picked right? it up yeah. off the floor when Gideon was going for it and kind of used it and on them. Gideon really clocked Kenzie <laughs> in the back of the head there. Yeah. Whack. But then even after... They the, the the soldiers run off. Tyler's already forgetting again. You know he follows Kinsey into the kitchen. Yeah. She's getting him an ice pack, and he's like, "What happened in there? You know these these guys broke in and they were trying to get into the cabinet. And then you came in, and then and his, he's trying to remember what Kinsey did. It just that kind of that same uh, effect we got a lot last season with Josh or with Duncan or Duncan, you know with people yeah. forgetting or Jackie when she was going through her stuff where just everything muffles out and gets fuzzy. He's <laughs> like, "You did what? I don't even remember how. You know what was that? Right." Uh, but it's, it's he says he's going to stick around. Yeah, I did like days, that a lot. Which is great. And so I guess in his mind, two old Engl- you know, like English soldiers from the 1700s attacked them. Yeah. <laughs> and that's all he knows, right? Right. <laughs> he doesn't remember any of the magical parts, but you got to like, tell the that's, police. That's they, weird. These so guys in these English around. soldier <laughs> costumes came to our house and <laughs> <laughs> broke in. Cosplay going wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So yeah, it's so like one Kenzie's reenactors. Yeah, <laughs> Kenzie's still taking it pretty hard that he's forgetting and is choosing to continue to forget. Uh, I, I I'm interested to see how long they play that out. I, I have yeah. a feeling something's going to happen, especially with him staying a little bit longer now. That eventually stakes are going to get high enough that where Tyler has to make the decision for his family to take the memory key. I'm sure it'll happen. Uh, I just don't know how long they'll kind of play it out. I hope so. I hope like, you know, I was saying they didn't know this was the last season, but I hope in some way, shape or form by the end of the season, Tyler has some resolution to his story arc. Yeah. But yeah, that's it. I'm just a couple of things around that. You covered most of what I was going to say about it, but uh, he's looking at pictures of him and Jackie earlier in the day and it seems clear he knows she died, but yeah. I guess just doesn't remember the circumstances around it. I wonder if he knows that or feels that he was involved in some way, you know, that he was close to her and held her in his arms or not. Um, he tells his mom he needs more time away. And she's like, of course, with everything you went through, do what you need to do. But what does he think he went through? Does he just not think about it or the details hazy or does he have like a clear picture in his mind but it's not what actually happens and maybe it's just about his father being killed which is bad enough Uh, or does he just have some bad feeling i think it would be much harder to process something that you went through like that if you can't remember it you know so that's another reason to use the memory key like duncan he's feels much more at peace and healthy now that he's got all his memories back and everything yeah it's kind of like, I don't want to spoil too much on um, on Better Call Saul, but throughout Saul Goodman's history, if you're into that show at all, even if you're not, I think 
he he doesn't ever want to take the blame for anything that he's done and so because of that he's not really facing up to what he's done and uh this is sort of a form of that although tyler didn't do anything bad but it's still just like burying your head in the sand and not facing Mm -hmm. it you know yeah but it's hard it's painful Mm -hmm. um okay so um i want to talk about good wedding vibes um i was really happy to see duncan and brian's wedding especially given that we've all felt like we haven't seen enough of those characters and um i was glad that the bad guys didn't ruin the wedding yeah. I thought they would. It was called Wedding Crashers. Exactly. Yeah, I have the same note in, in mind. Because I'll go ahead and say that's kind of my last point is just talking about the wedding. So if I have yeah. any extra notes after that, I'll, I'll get to them once you, you know, y'all run through years. But but yeah, I had that exact note. I was like, I looked at the title episode. I was like, God, don't, don't, don't yeah. let them ruin Do this moment. Ruin because this moment. This is a beautiful <laughs> moment. Just let yeah. them have it. And I was <laughs> glad. And it's so weird because usually on shows when something bad happens, I, I've probably said this too many times, but I'm just like, well, that's good writing. You need drama. But here I'm just like, leave them alone and let them have some happiness. Yeah. <laughs> and they did. Just have the day. There's plenty of day to do your evil doing. Let right. them have I'm sure bad beautiful stuff's going to happen to Duncan and or Brian. <laughs> In the yeah, next six episodes, um, I love the opening shot using the plant key to make their wedding arch. Yeah. That was delightful. That would be so handy to have yeah. if you're planning a wedding. The easiest, <laughs> you do it all flowers. Over the place. I know the flowers yeah. can always be, you know, such a such a thing. So this was, and it was just beautiful. Uh, and what yeah. a great idea! Yeah. I'd be tempted to just make it so freaking amazing that no one would ever know. How the hell did you do that? Yeah, I'd be so over the top. I'd <laughs> be completely ivy. obnoxious. <laughs> I mean, not poison ivy. Like I would make poison ivy, but how the poison ivy poison ivy just in the makes uh, all these yeah in the comics and yeah. arrangements. Um, yeah, you wouldn't want like a big poison ivy arrangement no. at your wedding. It would not be very a very fun reception or anything. <laughs> Everybody's leaving itchy. Handing out the Calamina's wedding favors. You could use the plant key for that, though. Just have it wrap around somebody. Damn you. Uh, Anyway, Bodhi insisting he's the best man was adorable. Whether Duncan likes it or not, he is. I know. I like Mm -hmm. that his character, because he kind of knew that Duncan wasn't that. But he's like, nope, sorry. (laughs) And then Duncan's like, all right. Uh, He gives an awesome best man speech the core of which was we came to this place we didn't know anything about but we had duncan here and that you know made all the difference that was just beautiful and then of course he gave him the old aloha at the end and then he got a big hug from him and he goes that was a good speech so that was that was really nice amelia jones um kinsey showing off her singing skills we didn't say it last time when we talked about that movie Coda that won the Oscar, but that was in part about her character being a singer. So she's yeah, singing. I had that thought there, like, well, now that Coda won Best Picture and the world has seen how you can sing, you have to do it in the show now. It's the final <laughs> yeah. season. You got to do it. <laughs> uh, Josh and Nina being all cute. And he seems kind of, I don't know if I'm reading this right, but like he's feeling guilty about how he behaved and he feels like, you know, oh, wow, I'm lucky that she's even agreeing to see me, which. I think is right. But, um, anyway, they're doing the slow na- dance and she said, he, uh, he, uh, he says, can I make an observation? And she says, of course. And he goes, you seem really happy. And that was nice. And then he meets Duncan and Brian and Duncan gives him the thumbs up behind his back, which is cute. All this stuff is just really good vibes. And then they kiss and everything. And then Duncan and Brian go off, I guess on their honeymoon. Who know, I don't know, but I hope we see more of them in this season. So, 
yeah, it's just nice to have an episode of mostly good vibes. <clears throat> Can't have a whole season like that, but I liked it. Me too. It was good to get a little bit of happiness and like we were saying, glad that it didn't get crashed for mm-hmm. real and it was mm-hmm. kept up in the house and you know, they got to got to have their day cuz it was beautiful. A lot of things were beautiful. Kinsey singing, Bodie's speech, Brian and Duncan, you know, and I was moment. surprised. It was beautiful. I, I thought for sure by the end those soldiers were going to fuck it all up. <laughs> they were respectful. They were keeping quiet, <laughs> right, hiding right. in the house and and doing all their, you know, Searching, be, <laughs> Gideon's like I may be a demon, but I'm not going to ruin this wedding. This wedding I'm not going to go beautiful. that far. What do you I think? Might, I, I might am? be evil, but I'm not. I'm not an asshole, you know. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was nice. It was uh, good to see a little bit of happiness. Uh, my next point uh, to to add to what Paik was saying about Tyler because he's one of mine too. I was really happy to see Tyler come home. I liked that. Like you were saying, we got the surprise along with the family because uh, I did not expect uh, him to come home. They kind of definitely made it a thing in the first episode about him not being there, you know, replacing or, you know, um, giving his seat to someone else. And Kinsey had texted him like, I'm going to sit you next to Uncle Frank and, uh, you know, not getting any kind of responses and stuff. So I'm glad that, you know, he he came home. It was good to see. I was going to be super bummed if everything that is happening there in Matheson happened without him there, you know, and that if he missed Duncan's wedding, so I'm like, man, come on, you know, he's, he's your uncle. That's your, your dad's brother. And, you know, I, it sounds like they might have some family. I don't know who this uncle Frank in Arizona is. It sounds like they're, uh, he's on uh, their dad's side, but we don't really know a lot of any other locks uh, out there. So it's like, you know, you guys, at least as far as we know, don't really have that much family. So you're not going to miss your Uncle Duncan's you wedding. You that so. car, for God's sakes. Come on. You better exactly. show up. Exactly. <laughs> you better show up, for crying out loud. Yeah, so it was good. I was Because I was really going to be very disappointed in Tyler had he not showed up for that. Um, would have been disappointed with his character. Uh, but I also think that they would not set us up like they did in the first episode for his whole life in Montana that he has. You know, this job. You know, he, like he was telling Kenzie, I've got this job and... You know, the stuff going on, and I'm going back to it. Oh, and he's got this girl who's hot and heavy and pursuing him uh, there, which I still think she has, there's something off about her. Don't fully trust her or anything yet. So I think he he may go back at some point, or at least something, or like maybe she will come and insert herself there or something. I just feel like they're not going to set us up with this life in Montana and show us that and go so far as that and actually have him leaving Matheson to go to Montana and talking about going back if that wasn't going to come back. So sounds like he's going to be there, but I also think there's going to be either he's going to go back or something about Montana is going to come back and insert itself there at Matheson. So I don't know. Um, and it was really sad for me to see Tyler like we were seeing Nina like we'd see Duncan forgetting the whole magical side of things to see him like you know uh, with the Hercules but oh what's that buddy trying out a new look you know and get all confused anytime something magical was going on going out to the well house and the doors being open and the the uh, window bars being bent and he's just you know just it's not a part of his life right now so it's kind of sad and I'm hoping that they don't spend a lot of time on that um, either where he's constantly forgetting and we're having to see it or they just he makes a decision to go ahead and remember because I feel like we did that a lot in season two 
you know, we spent a lot of time on that between uh, Nina and uh, Duncan both. So I hope that they don't spend too much time on it because uh, I feel like we've seen it and we understand it. Um, but I, I hope he does make the decision. I, you know, because I, I do feel like he's kind of running away and he's not dealing and processing the trauma. I mean, I think there's, you know, if if you have to take time and kind of process and mourn, that's one thing. But I don't know that he's really mourning. It seems like he's just running away from it. And that's definitely not going to help, you know. And maybe he's able to walk away because maybe he doesn't remember. And that's, I think, Jason, you raised a really good question because we don't really know what he remembers or what he understands about Jackie's death. I don't remember if we got, I feel like there was, um, because the house crashed into the sea and, you know, it was kind of just blamed on this like, kind of like a, not quite a natural disaster, like an earthquake or something, but just like a tragic accident or something that happened with this house falling in. I don't remember if we got any kind of explanation as far as like Jackie's death. Like how do they explain that um, exactly? So I don't know if that's what he believes, like whatever story that was made up or come to a conclusion mm-hmm. that the public was told about Jackie. And that's how he understands Jack. Cause I don't remember that it was really explained. Um, I wonder if he would like, told. if he knew about the time shift key, would he want to go try to, Saver or something. I don't, you know, and I don't think, I don't know if that's how it works. We don't know yet, but it doesn't sound like you can affect the outcome or change mm-hmm. anything. It's just like kind of visiting a moment in time yeah, or just like a few moments in time that you can't really change it. And if they don't remember you um, or you can't affect it in any way, uh, I don't know. But so I don't know. I, I, I feel like he's, he, he's going to have to make that decision to, because he needs to help the family with what's going on and he needs to kind of face what happened and process it or he's never going to work through it. So anyway, but I was glad to see him back, you know, Tyler, he's one of our, one of my favorite characters. I know you guys said the same, so it was good to see him back home there with the family and not out in Montana. Uh, Pete, what's your next point? Yeah, so uh, so kind of my last point there was, yeah, the wedding and just all of the great stuff that was going on there. So So, nice. uh, Jason covered a lot of different things, but uh, see what I have that's that's on here. Again, it makes sense that they have the wedding on the grounds of Key House because you can do all the magical things to make it special. Mm -hmm. And it's a big place, Uh, and it's nice. Yeah, they had – I feel like we haven't got to see all the grounds thoroughly, even from the aerial views. Like they had like an orchard or something – uh, over there looked like a mm-hmm. whole orchard next to the uh, big tent and stuff that they had set up. So I thought that was interesting. I'd love to just really get a, like a whole tour of the, the grounds there at key house. It was yeah. a beautiful setting for sure. Uh, the Savinis are on wedding video duty, which I guess is not a bad choice. I was like, have they ever shot a wedding before? Well, they made the best horror movie I've ever seen. He's like, is this going to be a horror movie? What are you? Yeah, this better not be terrifying. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Hey, Film filmmakers are filmmakers. They they know how to handle the equipment. They know what and, they're doing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, just little joke kind of thing. I noticed Bodie's starting to write his speech, and on the paper it says, "Today is a very special day." And then he reads, he goes, "Today is a special day." I was like, "You wrote six words, and you already screwed it up, kid." Good job. <laughs> um, <no. laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, uh, Amelia Jones singing was great. Uh, 
did make a little note uh, when the caterers, because I, I think this has to be clearly important in some way, or I don't think they would have made this all not. When the caterers and the staff and stuff are all setting up the wedding stuff, and they're at the bar, setting up all the bottles at the bar, and they set down, it's quickly but prominently focused on the bottle of gin that is set down. Did either of you notice that? Wheeler Sisters Gin? The Yeah, the label Wheeler Sisters Gin established 2005 so i was like well the wheeler sisters are the two demon sisters we saw in the first episode and i was like okay so what's the 2005 is that a reference to anything with them or is it like a different like family does 2005 not really actually mean anything but is it just stating that there's like Mm -hmm. a family lineage of wheelers that has continued and is in the area i feel like it's gonna be important in some way like like alcohol distiller distillers or something they made a point to focus on on that and you know, that was uh, in season one, Ellie brought Nina a bottle of gin from the, that local distillery. So um, the Wheeler yeah. sisters, the Wheeler sisters, gin. Yeah. Nina brought that to. Um, oh, so they already had the Wheeler sisters in season one. It was Wheeler sisters. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't uh, pick, uh, pick up on that, but yeah, because I do remember Ellie saying it was like a local distillery or something. I wonder mm-hmm. if yeah, they already had the storyline in mind back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, classic TV wedding situation of forgetting the rings. Uh, Bodhi mm-hmm. having to go up and get them so that we can realize that Gideon and his men have somehow infiltrated the house mm-hmm. in all of the chaos of the wedding. They have the anywhere key, so. Yeah, there you go. That's easy enough. Uh, then, yeah, just the note, I was just like, this is a wedding that I would love to attend. It was super beautiful. Uh, and again, that I was worried because of the title and <laughs> Gideon's crawling around. I was like, mm-hmm. don't fuck it up. So I'm glad it wasn't. They deserve all the happiness. And then the reception was full of painful amounts of white dancing. I mean, like miracle whip level dancing. Uh, yes. It was cute. I, it. <laughs> I think they even started to infect Jamie. I'm like, get out of there, girl. You just protect your rhythm. Uh, <laughs> it was pretty it's bad. Uh, I was, I was embarrassed for all of them, but you know what? Looked like a pretty a time. typical wedding or mini that I've been to anyway. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so always a good mix. <laughs> yeah. Um, was it pretty on the nose that the slow song that Nina and Josh are dancing to is titled Future Lover? Maybe. <laughs> uh, mm. Do I appreciate that note? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, then their little bowling conversation was adorable in the dorkiest way. Uh, and then, yeah, Duncan and Brian were hilarious. Mm-hmm. Having to waltz over and meet the famous Josh was really cute. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and then and then Bodie's speech. Jason talked a little bit, but you know when and he says we when we arrived last year, and I was like, God, it feels like they've been there longer than a year. But I guess mm-hmm. that does track. Season one would have been that first school year. Season two was over summer. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah it's, it's bizarre to think <laughs> that it. Tyler's was... been gone a couple months or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, guess it tracks. Uh, it was pretty sweet for a speech. Uh, ends it with the Aloha middle finger, which is a hilarious inside joke for him and Duncan, but I was like, the rest of the guests, they're yeah. all laughing like they understand it, but I was like, I, know. I think they would be confused and maybe concerned <laughs> a little bit. Like, Jamie was the only face that looked shocked at all. When they, <laughs> like, maybe that joke's gotten around, hopefully. Maybe. <laughs> Hope so, Everybody's yeah. Everybody's like, ah, oh, that's so funny. It's like, uh, I don't think any of you know what that means. <laughs> I yeah, you know what? I don't like that trend of um, celebrities flipping off the camera 
I need to chill out about it, but it triggers in me like, fuck you. <laughs> you know, when I see that, like Norman Reedus does it all the time. And I'm like, fuck you, man. But I know it's now it does. It just is cool. But to me, mm-hmm. it's kind of rude. <laughs> yeah. Note so I think self. that's yeah. <laughs> all the notes I had on there is just to talk about. Or yeah. Do. Like little, little nods. I said the, the, the gen I was curious about, which yeah, that could be the same from season one if they're setting that up. But the name was there. And then again, I like the, the music choices. I feel are very deliberate. They kind of always have been said the title of that song. And I even mentioned last week, something about, you know, Tyler looking at his phone and the lyrics, of that song being forgetting who we are or whatever. It's kind of, mm-hmm. I love that. You know, we've talked on certain shows. I have a whole music segment. I love deliberate music choices in a TV show. And this show's always done that really well. And it, it, it the music sounds good too. It really lends itself to the vibe, even independently, the lyrics to me, usually. Mm-hmm. I like it. Aside from the sometimes overly, Harry Potterish score, but I've <laughs> I pretty much don't even notice that anymore. I think they improved it too. Mm-hmm. I'm glad they still have the fun little intro uh, mm-hmm. credits and yeah, I like that. I, I like that, and they always mm-hmm. kind of showcase a key once they get past that. Oh yeah, did we episode. pay attention to what it was this time? I, I didn't. I didn't I should have? I remember. As you <laughs> mentioned that, that I was like, I usually t- paid attention to that in season two. Damn it, I didn't do. That. I think it was the time shift key. It would have made sense. It makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I think it, it's if, not going to be the Harlequin key in an episode with time travel. No, I'm pretty mm. sure it was the uh, time shift key, if I remember correctly. I, I watched it the first time because I always do, but then usually my second watch, I just try to skip over it because I usually just seem to watch the episode. Um, so I just remember from my first watch, but pretty sure. I feel I'll okay saying that. for episode three now. I'll see what, whatever that one is. <laughs> yeah. I always like when they do that. It's fun. Okay. Yeah. Jason? Okay, this is my last point. It's Gideon and his henchmen. Kind of a bunch of random things about him and them. Uh, I thought I'd mention just his history in case people forgot. It was 1775. He's Captain Frederick Gideon. He raids Key House, which they're using, the Continental Army is using to build and hide weapons for the American Revolutionary War. Gideon stabs and kills Peter Locke, who's the ancestor of Bodie, Kinsey, and Tyler. The local militia chases Gideon to the caves, the seaside caves, and when him and his men, and they're down there, and when they touch the rock, the portal opens, and it. I guess the bullets came out right, and one hit. Gideon and another soldier. So they're demon demons. But I think the other one fell in, right? Yeah. The first yeah. soldier that got hit got sucked back into the black. So he's door. the only one. Did he fall he was, or did he get pushed? No, did he He he's in. He was there, like he was like yeah. shot and then flew back uh, in. Flew okay. back in, yeah. I should have so rewatch. Gideon's captured and hanged. And then that was in the like third to last episode. And then in the last episode, Eden had the echo key and summoned Gideon back. And then of course he was still paired with his demon, just like Lucas was. Um, and then he threw her down the well. And I mentioned last season up till now, we we've had evil demons paired with pretty much innocent, good people. I mean, Eden is sort of, so pretty good, but, <laughs> but, uh, anyway, um, this, this season we have this 
notable demon because Eden recognized him. He's like a, oh, it's you paired with this violent murderous guy. Because as Josh said last season, Frederick Gideon terrorized every citizen in every town in the North shore. He murdered innocent people. He suspected of being rebels, created chaos and fear, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so that's his history. We learned this episode. He did specifically want the echo key cause he brought back a couple of compatriots, but they're echoes. They're not demons. That's why he wanted them. Cause they can take the keys from the locks without burning. That's and, where I was confused. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for mm-hmm. ex- like they that. could bring their father back. Yeah. So the reason Lucas was bad is because he already was possessed when he died. And then when they brought him back, he still had the demon attached to him. So he was an echo with a demon. But these guys are just echoes. So Gideon, still an echo, but possessed by a demon when he died. Yeah. And that's an why he yeah. can't take the keys from the locks. He would burn. But the echoes can. They're just normal can. people. Echoes, <laughs> yeah, but they still can't just take them, echoes. right? They they they, they still can. can't take them from a lock. They have to be given. No, they can take them only only if you're a demon. That rule only applies. if you're a demon can you not. But if you're an echo, okay. which is just a person brought back to life, okay, I guess then that's... that rule doesn't apply to you. Okay, that's the detail so, I forgot. Yeah, I had to think about it. Uh, they so since they're not demons, uh, but they still follow Gideon. Well, that's because he was their captain. And, um, he, uh, he tells his men that he merged with something of unspeakable power and that he's himself, but something more. So either I think he, it seems like based on that, that he's still Gideon with this extra thing so that he's still kind of in control. So maybe he was such a powerful or bad guy already that he has more awareness and control than others who are possessed. Or maybe when he's saying that it's just the demon talking and he's saying what he thinks it will take for Gideon's men to follow him. Cause like, if he just said, I'm a demon, then they might not. But if he says I'm Gideon, but more powerful, I'm still your captain. You know, yeah, I feel like it's the latter. I feel like he's just lying to them being like, them. I'm still Frederick Gideon, but I'm also a powerful being. I, yeah. I think, it's well, I think he has doing what he can. I mean, I think he would have like at least, know what frederick gideon knows and have his memories and kind of knows what he would say because eden when she was possessed last season she she was able to like interact with her mom and Mm -hmm. still and she knew all her history and everything yeah but i think jackie when she lost the demon didn't she say i was trapped in there and i couldn't talk or something like that Mm -hmm. i think i remember something like so they're they're aware but they can't do anything about it maybe i don't know for sure um a few more things about getting he did this trippy thing so they're in the well house which echoes can't leave or they'll i think disintegrate if they go through the door mm-hmm. so he opened a door that they couldn't walk through without disintegrating and then picture it was with the anywhere key he pictured the door on the other side of the well house and which they presumably also can't walk through but because it's the anywhere key, they can go through door B and come out door A. Or maybe that other door was like a closet or something. Yeah, it's, it, it's closet a closet because okay, yeah, Tyler yeah. opened it up right, and okay. it just so opens it was a closet like a closet. Inside. Yeah. But it was interesting that they could use, it, they could actually come out the the well house. Use the same that. door as the anywhere door. Yeah. I mean, that's the only way <laughs> cool. Echoes can leave, leave, right? Is if they use the anywhere key. The only <laughs> way Echoes can leave the well house is by using the anywhere key. But this is the first time that we've seen the anywhere key used to let them leave through the well house door. 
Yes. But instead of walking mm-hmm. through the door, they walk through the closet and out the door. Right. So that was kind of It was a super cool effect to see. Yeah, it was. Him yeah. Over here. Not like over that. there. Over here. I'm talking to you. This guy. Don't pay any attention to that guy. <laughs> uh, he... He said, Gideon said, the locks who made the magic keys were arrogant, believing themselves worthy of such gifts. I thought that was an interesting statement. It shows the point of view of either Gideon or this demon or both. I don't know who's saying it, but um, I feel like that sentiment is going to come forward some more in the rest of the season, maybe. It's not like a empathetic thing towards the demons because they're kind of clearly the villain yeah. and this evil figure but it is it does explain like if he truly believes that way you're like no that would make sense if the demons are like we're our own entity and then the locks broke into our dimension and started yeah. taking us and using us for their own good and right. these, you know like i could see that yeah and i like it because i feel like these villains have no they're so one note without much depth. So that gives it just that little bit much mm-hmm. bit of depth, you know, and in uh, complexity. Um, he makes his, one of his men stab the other one instead of just doing it himself and shows his demon face to motivate them. That was, I mean, I was thinking if I was in the English army in the revolutionary war, thinking I'm bringing, you know, fighting to keep my country together and stop these rebels and then the next thing I know, I'm in the future and I've died and my captain is a demon. I'd be like, I need to really think about this situation. <laughs> like, <laughs> am I still following you? Like, what, what's up with England right now? <laughs> oh, they're totally fine with America. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> Where does that leave us? Um, Gideon said he wanted his men to be possessed too. He said, if I get my way, you'll see for yourself. I think he was talking about w- explaining what his situation is and wants them to have the same situation, I think. And then, uh, the last thing is just that, you know, they tried to get the keys and the locks beat them. So they had to run away using the anywhere key. And in the, the, the uh, Kinsey's worried that they'll come back. Of course they will. And I'm like, it feels like the same story. Kind of like there's demony bad guys trying to get the keys and I'm thinking if if I'm a lock and I keep having these demon types coming and trying to take the keys from me, I wonder if I would like make a special box that destroys all keys and then throw them all in there, you know, or something like that, just to end it. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing keeps happening over and over again. I don't want to have to like because they're kind of on their own. They, they don't, can't really rely on law enforcement for this. I was wondering if yeah. they could like try to go find someone else who knows about magic or something but to just be stuck there like- as kids who have to fight, continually fight these demons. I'd want to try to find a way out of it, you know? Yeah. Let me just think like that Harlequin, Harlequin chest is like, okay, if you lock it and it's indestructible, but can it be moved? Like we couldn't see, like, is it so like you can't move it from a location or is it like yeah. put all the keys inside it and then just like chunk it in a volcano, <laughs> like hit yeah. the bottom of the ocean or something. Like, what do you do? Like you can get rid of things that way or something. I don't know. Or even if like, <laughs> if it really is impenetrable and indestructible, then maybe it doesn't matter where it is because mm-hmm. they just can't get inside. But you, you'd always fear that they would find a way to get inside. It's like, yeah, they lock all the keys in it and then Gideon just runs in and picks it up and runs off with it. Like, no, nobody has the keys. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. And then I'm going to make a key that opens this. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess they could destroy the keys, but you know what happened last season was that they made them um, made make another, another one. key. Yeah. 
That's true. So, I mean, even if they mm-hmm. destroyed them, they could still make one of the locks. And I know not every lock, I guess, can make one, but, you know, I feel they don't yeah, know that. Yeah, no, but you're they right, could yeah. Blackmail them and kidnap them. Force or, Bodhi to do it. Yeah, force mm-hmm. someone to do it. Duncan. It's an interesting situation. You get to use all these amazing keys, but you have to defend yourself against demons. Is it worth it? I don't know. Probably not. Why can't they, they have this Harlequin box and whatever magic and key that they use to make this impenetrable uh, and can't open it without the key. uh, Why don't they just do that around the house? Make that, like mm-hmm. this shield around the house. <laughs> they, can't get it. they really do need to be thinking about how to use these, create more interesting keys that can really protect them. Right. Somehow. Yeah. Like make a key where if I plug it into myself and turn it on, all I have to do is point at a demon and they die. Right. Just a little socket in the wall. You turn it and all demons that exist are dead. That's that's what the key does. (laughs) Lasers out of your fingers or I don't know, because I'm just (laughs) just thinking like uh the laser finger key. I like it. Laser tag. Pew pew pew. Uh but yeah, like a force shield around the house or Mm -hmm. something that you know no demon can cross the threshold you know so that they could yeah like it's the well like the well house with the echoes only the house with demons that'd be good yeah yeah that would be totally good if they could figure out how to make it so any demon that comes in just instantly evaporates in ash or something Mm -hmm. or dies or whatever uh i don't know just thinking want to do i think after all that they've been through that's what i would trying to figure out Mm -hmm. what can we do like that what can you know help protect the family help protect the keys from falling into the wrong hands you know i i I don't know i at this point i would have had enough i mean like i'm done with this shit can we figure out how to can we get uh, get this taken care of but i mean we're speaking um too logically probably and i know it's not it's a fun magical fantasy you know so i know then we wouldn't have a show because (laughs) then there'd be no drama and no demons i get it but i'm just you know i'm just like oh come on it's just a little frustrating yeah well gideon was my last point as well um i i will just add that I like that he's getting a little more villainy in this episode, and he's not just like evil grunting his way around. <laughs> you know? He did scowl at the cheese thing, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Beef first. How dare you mock me? <laughs> I like that. That was, <laughs> that was well, a perfect gift for Bodie, by the way. Cheesy. Uh-huh. Yeah, totally. Yeah, but I like that he's, you know, I'm not saying he's a perfect villain or anything like that, but I I do love the actor. You know, I think he's such a great character actor. I've seen him in a lot of things and I really enjoy what he does. I wish I wish he got a little bit more meat and potatoes and maybe he will. It's only the second episode, but uh, I I think he's a great character actor. So I hope he gets a little bit more uh, to chew on than just the grunting, you know, around. So I I like that he got a little bit more, he got a little bit more dialogue and, you know, um, they're, they're hopefully making him more into a villain. 
I was a little irritated that he's still running around in this war uniform. Like, is he going to wear that all season? <laughs> I know. I mean, the, the dude it's stands out. a bit out. conspicuous, yeah. Yeah, like he's, he's you know, from afar uh, spying on when, when uh, Brian and Duncan showed up the day before the wedding. And he's out there uh, in the woods spying on them. And I'm like, dude, you stand out like a sore thumb. You're in this right. bright red coat, you know, uniform, still wearing his hat. Um I mean, I'm sure he was off at a little bit of a distance, but when you look at him in the, I'm like, he, he clearly, he's in, in this contrasting color. I'm like, you, you and I don't I know. I must find the clothing of today and, and fit in. I mean. And then you see him the next episode, he's got like the drop crotch joggers, some Crocs and Hawaiian shirt, <laughs> those shutter shades and his hair in a man bun. Um, <laughs> I look like I belong now. Um, <laughs> he fits right in. I mean, we saw Dodge, you know, using the anywhere key and and you know, getting going into these stores and getting these clothes and then walking out of the dressing rooms going into somewhere else and stuff, you know, and she was always thinking ahead. He she, you yeah. know, whoever she was in the moment was always thinking ahead. I'm like, you know, you you come on, you're a soldier, you're not a complete idiot you you have to kind of blend a little bit with the times you can look at yourself and look at the clothes the people are wearing that you're spying on and know that you you stand out you you might want to try to fit in just a little bit i don't know it's just like it, it takes me out of it a little bit i get like okay yes he was a kind of goofy soldier but yeah it's a little goofy so dodge anyway. uh you know had all of lucas's knowledge so that's why maybe that's one reason why it'd be a bit easier to know where to go and what to get, but maybe just a little easier. You, you could know, break know. into someone's house, you know, using yeah, the anywhere yeah, yeah. key and go in and steal some or clothes. Or kill a big from... tall guy and take his clothes. Yeah. <laughs> like it'd have to Arnold be a big, Schwarzenegger. And, big and tall person. Cause he is a, he's a tall fella. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Go, uh, go to someone's clothesline in their backyard and steal some clothes for crying out loud. Be a little resourceful. I don't know, but um, it, it, it's a little, annoying to see all these soldiers just standing out there in the woods in their uniforms um but whatever uh and you already talked Bit about fishy in it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what what you looking at <laughs> that's funny uh and you already talked about his his uh, compatriots there joining him and answered my question because i was trying to figure it out i'm like i know i'm I have to just, I guess, go back and talk it out and think about it. But I was totally forgetting all of that. So I appreciate you filling that in for me. But mm-hmm. that that's all that I had um, that we haven't already talked about. So um, does anyone have any other points or do you just have notes? Paik, what about you? Do you have any have other notes. just notes? Paik, do you have any other yeah. points? Not, not other like point points, just kind of notes. Okay. <laughs> Well, uh, go ahead because I think I, I don't have any other points either, and I'm, I'm that's all I'm down to. So I'm still ahead. like stuck to that like top three kind of idea. <laughs> it so is still I do. It I is. Just, like, yes. set my three notes, like three points. I'm like it's still the same thing. Yes. Yeah. So we're on the right track. <laughs> then, then I've got other notes, but yeah, uh, Gideon was kind of. I had some notes about him, which kind of covered. Uh, I guess we, we're not going to get any follow up to the demonic portal in the ground that opened at the end of the last episode. Uh, yeah, I still just, don't know what that was about. Yeah, <laughs> just like yeah, we won't address that at all. Uh, I loved that 
Jason called it the demon face that he used because I literally in my note have demon face with the TM trademark emoji <laughs> next to it. Uh, and <laughs> when I wrote it out in my notes, he's like, and he breaks out demon face. Um, <laughs> yeah. Then the, the, you know, uh, he finds the plant key. Or, uh, Bolton, Bolton finds the, the plant key and then Gideon finds the cheese hat and is quite perplexed by it. Uh, <laughs> but then, yeah. And then he finds Bodhi's drawing journal of all the keys and their uses as I kind of figured he would. And so now they know exactly what they're looking for. And because Bodhi wrote that the mending cabinet is the perfect hiding slash storage place for the keys, they know where to look to. So <laughs> awesome. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was you a really need to write that down. <laughs> yeah, that's not great. Especially when you know you got demons here's lurking the around my lock at school. In case anyone's curious, <laughs> here's all my passwords to all the websites <laughs> yeah. and my bank codes. And right. um, we haven't really mentioned Ellie too much. I mean, she was only at the wedding and the reception, but I liked her scenes. Uh, she's chatting with Gordy Shaw. Uh, we get another little nod to the magical performance of the Tempest that the Keepers of the Keys did, like mm-hmm. when Ellie and Rendell and Aaron, etc., were all back in high school. Uh, then there's a funny little line in there, uh, kind of darkly funny, uh, maybe, that may not have been intentional, but I found humor in it. Uh, she ex- uh, apologizes to Gordy. You know, I'm, I'm sorry that if you ever felt excluded, we just kind of had our own thing. And he goes, no, no need to explain. We're all adults now. And I was like, well, actually, Lucas is back as a teenager and everyone else is dead. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> I feel like that's yeah. going to come back a little bit, right? Get a little bit more history right. there. Because I don't remember him being mentioned before, right? It mostly He was in was season he? two. Was he? Uh, oh, was he's he? the theater I... teacher at the high school. So uh, oh. Nina was renovating the theater for him. Oh, okay. Yeah, and she offered him a job uh, coaching the track team. Yeah, yeah. Gordy invites her so back to that's coaching, another seed which planted. could be really good for her. I think she's kind of yeah. – that's her arc right now is trying to find a way to fit back in after everything that's happened. Maybe that would be good to just kind of go back to her old job and really try to get her spot back in the community. And I felt kind of – that was an awkward moment a little bit. Not too bad, but – she was so she was looking so beautiful dressed up for the wedding and she seemed really like open and wanting to connect and he comes in with basically you know oh you guys excluded me in high school <laughs> and uh, and that killed any chance of connection and uh, I've been there where I've said something that did that so it made me feel like oh man that's <laughs> that's kind of a bummer <laughs> yeah and then really Let's see. Oh, yeah. The other thing, um, mission with Bodie having kind of another little quick emotional thing that I picked up on, of course, is uh, Duncan and Brian are sent off after the wedding. Uh, and then Nina and Josh share that kiss to where, I, you know, it's pretty beautiful, except Bodie notices the kiss and he looks really bothered. Yeah, I noticed that. I wonder what that was about. Because I know last Bodie's season a, a lot of... <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, last season a lot of it was Kinsey being like, are you ready for that? You know, yeah. kind of. Kenzie's insecurity about her mom moving on and finding somebody. And then now Kenzie's kind of given her blessing and then you see them kissing and now Bodie's kind of, and is it just off the heels for the fact that he almost saw his dad again and his dad's really fresh on his mind, Oh yeah, maybe. I bet, you know, yeah. <clears throat> something like that. But, mm-hmm. but it was just kind of interesting. It was like, I don't know if we ever really picked up on how Bodie felt about Josh and Nina together last season. So mm-hmm. to see clearly now that it's right there in his face, he might not be so happy with it. Maybe Bodhi will send Josh back in time. 
<laughs> Get kidding. rid of that meddling kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You like history? <laughs> set this to 50 years. Go for it. Uh, and then, yeah, it was just kind of the ending of the episode. Uh, now that they know that Gideon and company are are trying to get the keys out of the mending cabinet. They need to store them elsewhere. Bodhi remembers the Harlequin chest from when he traveled back. And he knows where it's at in the basement. He remembers seeing it down there. But we're left with the fact that they don't have the key. So I'm sure that may be our key at the intro season three or episode three. And kind of what we're looking at is maybe they'll find this Harlequin key and figure that out in the next episode. Yeah. They got to find it. No, yeah, I feel like that box is going to play into the story somehow, not just be where they keep the keys, but mm-hmm. have some other part in the story. There are a lot of seeds planted in this episode. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Is that all That's your all notes? notes? Awesome. Okay, Jason, what Those notes do you good? have? Those are good? Those are good notes? Yeah. Were they good, Raymond? Did they pass the test? <laughs> She's not saying anything. <laughs> I said so good. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Um, my turn. Okay, so mar- the marriage of Duncan and uh, Brian starts with a little secret, like that he m- said something about the wedding arch. Someone did, and Brian was like, "It's so beautiful," and Duncan kind of winked. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of too bad that like they're starting this marriage, but Brian doesn't know any, anything about any of this stuff. I guess it doesn't probably maybe matter all that much, but it does make me kind of worried for Brian mm. that maybe he won't be okay this season. So we'll see. Um, I'm glad Nina acknowledged that Bodie could have frozen to death last week. She didn't seem to take any responsibility for that, but at least she acknowledged it (laughs) and uh the last note i had that we haven't already talked about is that uh tyler made it clear that he has a job he said framing houses which i guess means just making the framework um so it's not like a charity thing like i was wondering habitats for humanity or something it's just his job but apparently he can just not go back for three extra days and it'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> has an understanding boss. Maybe, maybe that girl that he was talking to is his boss. Could be. <laughs> she told him to go home. It's quitting time. Yeah, but that'd be a little of a sticky situation. If she's like mm-hmm. interested in him, but it was his boss. So I hope that's not the situation. <laughs> I didn't but- get that sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I don't know. We don't know a lot about her, so yeah. Um, that whole setup just seems like they didn't put a lot of effort into it. Uh, you know, they have a budget, and they just didn't put a lot of the budget towards it because there was only two of them there. That was weird, and um, so I don't know. I bet you we'll never go back to the construction set. Probably not. <laughs> yeah. We may see Montana again. I don't know, but mm-hmm. yeah, probably not. I mean, you think we'd at least see that character. Yeah. Again, it'd be weird if we don't. I think it would. But why, why go to the trouble to have them, you know, go to that bar and 
mm-hmm. she was showing interest and then never see her or whatever, whether it's in Matheson or in Montana. I suppose it could just be because they sent Tyler off at the end of last season. So they wanted to show where he was and what his state of mind was. So they needed someone for him to talk to so that we could learn from that conversation, you know, where his head's at. It could just be that, but I still think it would be weird Mm -hmm. not to see her again. And then just to kind of make it more interesting, have her sort of be, you know, trying to have her, deeper relationship with him by him being his usual or she's a demon keeping tabs on yeah, she's a demon. <laughs> <That's probably it. laughs> um i think we've covered all of my notes one of them was um wheeler sisters jen which we've talked about and i think we've covered everything else that i had so i don't want to repeat any of that um but i think that was great uh, I'm ready for the next one. I hope I get a chance to watch it later. I gotta do my Better Call Saul stuff, so I don't yeah, know if I get a chance to watch. We'll, it right we'll away. plug all that stuff later. I'm sure. But <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm itching to hear what you guys think about That's that. Another <laughs> time. Yeah, short amount I'm, of time. We've got that tomorrow. I think, so yeah, I don't. I mean, I would guess just knowing you that that had an impact on you, and it did on me too, and. I even suspect that this episode of covering lock and key, there's a little bit of the vibe of how we're feeling from watching that episode because <laughs> it kind of blew me away. <laughs> it's been a lot to process. Yeah. I'll say that. So, <laughs> so yeah, I need to shift gears a little bit and get, get on that. Cause we have that tomorrow and, Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to have a lot of time to do that. So Actually, it's Thursday. We sh- we pushed it back to Thursday this week. Hey, we that's good to day. know. Good. Then a little bit more time to mourn yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and process. No okay. spoilers. No spoilers. <laughs> no, it's just, it's no, I'm mourning the, the end, end of the, show. Of the yeah, show, the whole universe. I, that really yeah. affected me and I'm, I'll stop talking about it cause we're talking about lock and key, but um, <laughs> yeah. I'm glad for the extra time that thanks for reminding me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a good, a good place to, to stop. That was really good. I am looking forward to the next, to the next one. Uh, you know, despite yep. some of my, you know, nip, picking I've done about this episode and a little bit on the previous episode. I do enjoy the show. Uh, I just, I, I think it just bugs me knowing, I think like you were saying, Jason, just how it was ending up and, and mm-hmm. maybe won't be as much as what we want just because it was, um, unexpected. But anyway, uh, as I mentioned, I don't have any news this week about lock and key. So let's just go ahead and move on to, um, listener feedback. Pake, do you want to take that for me, please? All right. This one is from Lindsay Schlicht. Says, not a bad episode, but I'm starting to feel like, hey guys, this is the final season. Maybe we shouldn't be wasting time on things like weddings for secondary characters. (laughs) No. Brian and Duncan deserve everything good, and I want... Three more episodes of just them now. I was, <laughs> I was definitely okay. At least just this one episode where we got some happiness. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and she goes on. She says, "I just felt like we didn't get a lot of movement again. Big shock. Bad guys are trying to steal the keys. Not sure we need an entire episode to establish that. <laughs> also, taking the time to now have Tyler be the one out of the loop instead of Nina. Been there, done that. Yep. I hope it amounts to something more interesting than Tyler struggling a few episodes. Then remember, I know. I hope they do something." 
yeah. a bit of a twist than what we've seen before, but how can I don't know how they can. Yeah, we'll I think see. Lindsay's right. been looking at our notes. Right. I was like <laughs> just rehashing everything we said. Look at your own paper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she continues with it wasn't all bad though. The wedding was beautiful and getting to hear the actress who plays Kinsey sing was an added bonus. The time travel key is a fun new addition. It might be the key I chose now over the head key. It was a nice, mellow episode, and it just felt a little out of place in a final season where we should be having lots of action, lots of storyline movement, and much higher stakes. Just another bad guy trying to steal the keys feels very underwhelming. Hope it picks up soon. Yeah. Yeah, that's a tough one. Head key or time travel key? I think I'd still... I still think anywhere key is the best way to go. Of course, but of those but two. out of those, those two... two Head key. I'd have to think about it. I don't know. I think time shift for me, even if it's just to like go back and see certain things. Yeah. I guess people. I'm going to hold that until I understand a little bit more about how it works. Maybe. Yeah. 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 That's a good idea. (laughs) I I feel like it's. But the head key, you can throw books in there and know everything. Yeah. We got it. Yeah. That's a good point. We should see how it works and then (laughs) we can know more whether we'd want it. I, I, I would rather make an informed decision. And I feel like what little I know, mm-hmm. I mean, it would be good. I think there's some good things, but I don't know. I mean, right, right away. I would grab my two sons and go back to, you know, 1995 and hang out with my grandpa for a while and be like, look, these are your grandkids who we never mm-hmm. got to see. Yeah. That'd be pretty fucking awesome. I would do that as well. My grandfather <laughs> died whenever I was nine and my daughter never got to know him and I think he would just be tickled pink to mm-hmm. to know her. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I would definitely do that too. Awesome. Thanks, Lindsay. Appreciate you writing in and sticking with us. Uh, we did get a voice message this week from our good friend, Steve. Uh, he uh, wasn't able to leave any uh, feedback for the first episode, so he combined these two. So this is feedback for um, episode one and two. And so let's see what Steve has to say. <laughs> I'm almost done with episode one. Did she just say yabba dabba do time? <laughs> Love it. Hey, strange indeed. This is Steve, and uh, I'm going to give you my thoughts on episode one, and then I'll live Steve episode two here in a minute. Okay, just finished uh, episode one and the podcast, and now I'm on to episode two. What's it called? Wedding Crashers? Which which Ashmore twin is this? I always get it mixed up. Sean, Aaron? I don't remember. I love it. He wanted Yacht Rock, and the other guy shot it down. Aw. Seriously, dude, you need to change your clothes. You're a demon, but man... And have you showered? Sorry, that's about Gideon just appeared. So you can use the anywhere key to open up another door. I don't understand what just how this just happened here. So we do get Tyler back in the story. Great. So we don't know exactly what Gideon is, right? He's not an echo. He's not a demon. He's a mixture. This is so cute. This running thing of Bodian as the best man. Uh, you got to know Roman numerals to uh, activate that clock there. Nice. I vaguely remember this from part one of the comics, that, or the one of the compendiums that I read. Aw, he didn't get to see his dad. Aw. Literally in one episode, Nina has become the key master. Uh, but that smile on her face as she's looking at the hourglass, I don't know if she's going to figure out how to use it or not. I don't know what it is about almost every TV wedding I cry at. I never cried at a wedding in real life. Yeah, I'd ditch you for bacon wrapped meatballs, too. (laughs) I love it. The callback to the aloha with the middle finger. Yes. Great toast, Bodie. Oh, Kinsey, don't get him drunk and use the memory key on him. 
That's not what he wants. Okay, she's asking him for permission, so we'll see where it gets. Okay, Kinsey had some skills with that chain key, and Tyler wasn't bad. Oh, excellent, the time-traveling Bodie is gonna remember where the chest is. All right, they're gonna look for the key, and Tyler's staying. Talk to you later. <laughs> oh, that was great. I cried at the wedding, too. Nice. Yeah, it's that's really, that's good really one. beautiful. Yeah, it was nice. <laughs> it says, I would have loved to be there. That's right. You use the anywhere key, the time travel key. I'm going to that wedding. Yeah, I would be. <laughs> Those bacon wrap meatballs sound great, so I'll, I'll stay for the reception, too. <laughs> I would be a, a wedding crasher, for sure. You know, the, the, the <laughs> movie had some good good things about it. Like, why not go to some of these big weddings? They just never know, you know. Uh, you can just blend right in. Yes, I'm cousin so-and-so from, you know, wherever <laughs> and just have a good time and cry at the wedding and have a, have a drink, have some dinner. No harm, right? Maybe um, give a speech. And I did consult our friend IMDB and it is Aaron Ashmore. Oh, it's Aaron. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. I, I, could not, <laughs> I could not keep up. So I can't tell them apart. So yeah, Steve <laughs> had a couple questions there, but I think we answered them during the podcast, hopefully, but let me know if I'm wrong about that. Yeah, I, I heard I heard those, and I thought as he was uh, questioning, I was like, I think we answered that. If we didn't, yeah. Steve, let us know. Um, I don't claim to have all the answers, but uh, Pake and Jason do. So <laughs> between the three of us, we have at least a third. Sure, answers. we'll get there. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you guys for your feedback. So uh, happy to have you guys with us, and please keep sending us more. We love to hear from you. Um, so we talked a little bit earlier, a little bit about comic talks, little section that we, you know, like to sometimes we don't always have stuff every episode. Um, but you know, if, if we have that knowledge, we're probably going to talk a little bit about it here. So this is a good time that if you don't want to know about what happens in the comic, um, then you might want to skip ahead a little bit. So that being said, um, I think you guys talked a little bit about, um, some, things in this episode or maybe the time shift key and some comic yeah. stuff. So what do you got? Really? All I want to talk about was just how it was interesting. Like I mentioned before, they changed kind of some of the rules of the time shift key and how it worked and what the, you know, uh, rules of it were. Cause in this is you set these Roman numerals and then there's like this time frame of how long you're there with that last numeral. And it's still kind of this, like you seems like you just disappear and then come right back but there's this interaction. He was talking to younger Duncan. He was talking to Miranda and Benjamin in the comics. Uh, when you use the time shift key, I don't think there are Roman numerals. I think it was actual numbers, but they were set between, you could only use them from like, there's a certain date in like 1771, which is when the black door was opened for the first time or whatever. And then the last date was 1999. You couldn't go past 1999 because there just wasn't a dial for 2000 or whatever. Like mm. it just like. Was 1999 before the current time of the comic? Yeah. Yeah. So you couldn't go into the future. Well, like, yeah. But even like there's like a gap of time because mm -hmm, right. that you just couldn't get to because it wouldn't go past 2000. Uh, and then the way that it worked is you could see if somebody's using it because they're like whited out. Like they just kind of look like a white, like whited out version of themselves, like a white outline of themselves standing in front of the, the thing, even though it only like takes just a few seconds. Again, it's an in and out mm -hmm. because I remember, you know, Bodie, there's a, there's a point of Bodie coming to see Tyler and Kinsey using it and being like, 
you guys were turned like super white for a few seconds and then you came back and they're like for a few seconds we were gone for two days uh <laughs> and that was another thing is they, you could come back yeah yeah it's a time uh, and that was another thing is how long you could stay there was no way of setting the length it was just it was kind of just tied into your mind of using it with you set the date in time of whatever you're going back and then when you were ready to come back you just decided to come back there mm. was no time frame that would pull you back and then another thing that was really interesting was when you traveled to another time in the comics nobody there could see you you couldn't interact they couldn't see you hear you ever you were just a watcher oh, you were yeah. like they just looked like ghosts like a ghost, yeah. floating around falling you know so there mm. was no interaction so whenever Bodhi was you know said wow and Benjamin turned around and was like who's there I was like well that's already kind of weird it's like that's not supposed to happen uh <laughs> so the fact that you can interact in the show with, with the people in the past i'm wondering if they have to they made that change on purpose to kind of fulfill some kind of story that they're wanting to to tell here so mm-hmm. yeah, yeah probably in the comics, it was literally like, just to go back and watch maybe he'll actually have an interaction with his father yeah yeah so and then the the fact that you're only there for a certain amount of time, I think, is going to add some kind of drama or stakes to something mm-hmm. that they're trying to do because that was also not in the comics, right? <laughs> yeah, it's something done fast or something. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. So they're kind of changing how it works in and playing around with that. Have Have they done that with some of the other? I don't. I don't know if you remember. Does anyone remember if they've done that with some of the other keys that we've seen in the comics and in the show? Yeah. Kind of change the. Oh, okay. Head key's a lot different. In the mm-hmm. in the comic, their head popped open like a cookie jar. Well, I remember <laughs> that, but I mean, it's still kind of it, it, what it could do was the same. It just how you accessed it was. Yeah. The right. Yeah, I mean, it just. I guess it was a similar effect, but it was just mm-hmm. so different. Very presented. Very shocking to see that on the on a comic yeah. book page with their head <laughs> just I like flipped it. open like a. <laughs> I was waiting for that in the show. Um, mm-hmm. The Harley the identity Quinn, key is different. Uh, yeah, oh, that was that's a right. it was a it was a gender key in the comics, mm-hmm. and they they changed it for the show. Just the Harlequin yeah. thing was right. a was a wardrobe, not a ch- chest. But I think it's still the same idea. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's interesting. So it'll be interesting to see why maybe they made that choice mm-hmm. versus what was in the comics. Yeah. Like I said, there's like a whole, I think it's like volume five, the fifth compendium, whatever, you know, you break it out into the six parts mm-hmm. was, you know, focused on the time shift a lot where most of that book is Tyler and Kenzie going back and they learn a lot. That's them finding out all of the colonial stuff, all about the, you know, the original makers of the keys and what mm-hmm. happened to Black Door, finding out all of that. And then they go back and watch everything with Rendell and his friend group and what happened and how dodges what mm. dodges now and learn it's like all about a way them. to have a flashback but it's yeah time travel instead um have you read the sandman lock and key crossover comic i haven't yet I, I me neither I, I think that's the only lock and key comic i've never read i want to read that mm-hmm. so like a five or six issue series i think or was it just one i'm not sure i do need to look that up yeah i'm gonna look it up I'm curious Maybe they'll cross over Sandman. the Netflix shows. I still shows. haven't gone through Sandman, so I need to do that. I've, I've been watching the show. I'm like halfway through, but I never read any of the comics, so I do mm. need to look into that. Awesome. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, just kind of, yeah, talking about the time shift was the big one, obviously, and then some of it's 
differences that I'm sure will come into play the reason they change those things. I bet it will. Cool. All right. So next week, which it will be a week from now, we'll be covering Lock and Key Season 3, Episode 3, Five Minutes Past, which sounds like a timey kind of a thing. So yeah. that's exciting. It, it does. I guess that's <laughs> we're going to jump right into the... Uh, to the time shift key, I'm guessing, based on that mm-hmm. title. Yeah, I'm not giving descriptions anymore. They, they're they either super spoilery or so super pointless. vague that it's like yeah. completely <laughs> pointless. So I didn't even look. Um, well, we are excited for you to follow us into Key House. But until then, you can follow us on Twitter at Strange T Cast. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Stranger T Cast. You can email us at strangerthingscastpod at gmail.com, and you can also find us on the TV Time app. And you can find Strange Indeed and a bunch of other great podcasts at podcastica.com. And please go out and leave 10 reviews for Strange Indeed on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> Just sign in with 10 different emails, five stars each. Thank you. Yes, please and thank you. Uh, well, and... and s- I know that there's a lot of great things happening over at Podcastica. Like you said, a lot of great podcasts already there and a lot more coming. Mm-hmm. And I think, Jason, you and also... Greg and Penny just put out an intro for She-Hulk today. Oh. So that's cool. Yeah, that's great. Um, and I know you and Kristen just recorded an intro for House of the Dragon, which I think will go out tomorrow because we just got our podcast art finally. So Yeah, now we just need too. music. So oh, yeah, you know, <laughs> just, that out. I yeah. can't quite get it together. <laughs> right I'll, now. I'll, I'll figure something out. Um, well, we're, we're looking at it. So hopefully yeah. um, we'll have that out very soon because it comes very out this soon. week. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I know Jason, you have some information um, to share in regards to, cause we've got some uh, big thing happening with the walking dead finale. So would you yeah. like to tell our audience about that? Sure. I mean, I, I imagine if you're a Walking Dead fan, you might have already heard me talking about this on Walking Dead cast, so I won't go into too much detail. But we're the show's coming to a close. Eight more episodes. They start October 2nd and end November 20th. That'll be the final episode of the main Walking Dead show. So a bunch of us are getting together at this really cool theater in the Bay Area that's kind of like a big giant living room with couches and easy chairs. And they have they sell food and beer and uh, we're going to watch the finale together and process it together. And then we're going to have a live podcast afterwards. And Karen's going to be there and, you know, Lucy and a bunch of other people. So uh, that's going to be super fun. And if you want to find out any information about it, you should go to podcastica.com slash TWD finale party. Love to see as many people out. Yeah. (laughs) I think we've got like 60 people so far. So that's a good group to watch this together with, but we'd love to see more. Yeah. And Paik, do you have a teaser for us this week for you and Daphne's um, podcast run for your lives to share? Yeah. This week uh, we're doing something a little different. Just uh, it, it came from necessity of schedules being real freaking crazy this week and we're like, we, as it we sometimes does <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like we're, we're out of episodes and we don't have time to try to do something so we're like what's something that we can do that's super quick and easy we can knock out in 30 minutes but we'll still be fun and uh we did a little research and looked online and i guess there's a daphne had seen some of it i hadn't heard of it but there's a netflix anthology series called two sentence horror stories 
uh, in each episode, there's like three seasons of them and they're like 20 minute long anthology style just oh, cool. episodes of just different horror things. And so we were looking through those. We said, well, let's just pick one of these episodes kind of at random. We ended up going with one because of an actor because uh, Kevin Alvis is the star of it, which he was Javi here in Lock and Key. Mm. And then he mm. uh, is in Yellow Jackets as well. So we're like, well, yeah, he's he, he's within the radar of this universe of what we're in. So it's great. And she likes him episode. because he used to be an ice dancer. Yes, he was too. <laughs> so uh, yes, yeah, so we were like, well, that's let's pick his episode. And so it's just a twenty minute episode on Netflix. So it will be a quick and easy short episode for us to kind of break something down a little different and fun and have a easy and quick episode to put out. But also, we'd love to since it's easy for people to watch. Hopefully, we can get some feedback and some thoughts from it. And cool. So what's going on with that? So yeah, it's great. What, which don't say again the name of the show and then the episode. So, yeah. Oh yeah. So the the show is two sentence horror stories. Okay. I think we're doing episode six of season two, which is called Fix. Okay. Cool beans. All right, that is our show. Thanks so much as always for listening, everybody. Until next time, I'm Rima. I'm Jason. I'm Pake. And Harrison McCrow is strange indeed. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.